Welcome to Archery Country Podcast. Welcome everybody back to Archery Country Podcast. This is your host Wade Grinegar as we are rocking and rolling in the Rogers studio doing what we do best and that's bringing cool items to you. This is a podcast that you're going to want to listen to the entirety of it. Reason being is we're going to open up a ton of ears on this podcast. You're going to open up your eyes. You're going to have some questions and we're going to run through it all. Today we're talking about a product that is somewhat revolutionized the way that we can hunt, not just talking archery hunters and rifle hunters, but also lengthening your season. We are blessed to have a gentleman from Orion Hunting Products. Yes, Orion, I said that. Reverse 15 seconds and listen again. Orion Hunting Products, Mr. Joel Taylor is in the house. How are you doing, Joel? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. We got Jake Schlungen with us, uh, Chief Commander rocking and rolling and these guys look like a bunch of whipped dogs and i'll tell you why because they had just set up a blind it's uh, 90 degrees out it wasn't the blind setting up that got you guys today it was the heat and then the traveling that's uh two and a half hours from here and i told them to be here at six and they were before six so yeah, that, uh, that's testament to how easy the blind went up actually <laughs> yeah. and i unloaded a semi in between there Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. I love it. Yep. I love it. So, okay. Whoops, so, because trying to add too much to our <laughs> schedule like normal. <laughs> if you, when you guys listen to this, we're like inching closer and closer to busy season, so time is probably more valuable than money right now. And, uh, Joel, we're glad that you're here. We, we're glad that you're going to talk. I need to know a little bit more about you. The listeners need to know your history, your background, the hunting. Uh, you're an avid target shooter as well, archery. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the company. So give us a little play-by-play of the life of Joel Taylor. So I grew up on the east side of Wisconsin uh, and uh, sort of cut my teeth uh, shooting and working in places just like you guys have here at Archer Country, you know, independent pro shops. And, uh, you know, got into uh, competitive shooting when I was 12, 13 years old and and, uh, ran around the Midwest in, in some national shoots and then... After I got out of college, I, uh, my first job was w- working for PSE as a sales rep in, in the upper Midwest and, and did a lot of that stuff and got into some of the first national, you know, ASAs and uh, the Cabela's tournaments back in those days and, and shot indoors in 3D. and That kind of ages you a little. Yeah. I, I, just <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> right yeah. There's lots of gray whiskers that have been earned. But uh, so, uh, I'll, you know, bow hunted all my life. Uh, grew up with my dad and my uncle and, and cousins and everybody doing all that. So... Uh, you know, sort of spent my life doing that, moved to Texas for a while and, and worked down there as a sales rep, uh, got out of that and did some other things and uh, uh, eventually ended up in north central Wisconsin, uh, opening my own business as a forestry and land management company and um, was selling hard sided blinds to my clients as part of that. And, and that's sort of how I got, uh, you know, hooked up with Bo, the owner at Orion Hunting Products. And, and uh, you know, now I'm going down a going back into the hunting industry for good or bad, I guess. So I love it. I love it. Still an active hunter and shooter. Yeah. Um, I sort of dipped my toes in and out, uh, here and there. Um, I was recently married and my wife's got a 12 year old son that is showing a lot of interest in shooting. So that's sort of got me back involved and, in, uh, actually uh, picking up a bow for him here today and looking forward to going home, setting it up. And so, awesome. Yeah. So Ryan hunting products, 
Uh, you're not only known as our rep, but you're one of the main dudes over there. You talked about Bo, cool cat. Uh, where is Orion Hunting Products located? Uh, the factory's in Iron Mountain, Michigan, and uh, as I said, I live in Wisconsin, so I, I, I work remotely, but um, <clears throat> the uh, Bo is an engineer by trade uh, and did a lot of work with um, steel and, and so forth in his sort of former life, and he started building uh, towers for himself and friends and hunting buddies, and, uh, and then I actually got to know him through a mutual friend of ours, and started selling those towers and um you know he was building that and, and he had a lot of uh clients that then came to him and said well we need a, a blind to put on top of it and uh there's a lot of blinds that are out on the market right now if you drive up and down the interstate you know you see them everywhere and and you know we sat down one day to talk about what we could do that would be different than than what's out on the market and, and uh, sort of be a niche for us and and as i said i had sold different blinds over the years and I had all of the equipment to install blinds and and could could do that, but uh, it's not something the consumer could do. You know, you need a skid steer or a big tractor to right. them up in the air and and do those kinds of things. And and uh, I, you know, we said if if we could build a, a, a hard sided blind that uh, was modular, that you know, a consumer could get it out where they wanted to go, either without equipment or back in the middle of nowhere, which is the case for the 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 tower and stand that we set up for Jake today, it's in a place that you just couldn't get to with a traditional hard sided blind. And, and it's been, you know, six years in the works of, you know, different ideas and, and coming up with, uh, you know, a better way to do it. And, and we think that we've sort of got it, got it dialed in. Mm -hmm. um, so we're pretty excited. It's been going very well. Um, the facility, as you mentioned, is in Iron Mountain and we do everything in house. So, all of our steel, all of our towers are, are U.S. made. Uh, you know, Michigan proud. They're they're mm -hmm. pretty, pretty proud of that. And uh, we do all of our paint and and all of our work in house. So, um, you know, we don't have to worry about some of those breaks in the supply chain where right. sending out to a paint shop or whatever we can't get things done. So, um, you know, we're we're pretty excited and, and looking forward to bigger and better things. Yeah, and I think the thing that really surprised me is when I first started looking at Orion, it was kind of to solve a problem of my own, like how to get mm -hmm. a hard-sided blind in the actual place where we put it today um, to a spot that I couldn't get one to, well, you know, with, couldn't get a tractor in there, couldn't mm -hmm. get a skid steer in there. and But I figured I would have to give something up for that, and I was fine with that. And that was kind of like my first conversation with, with Joel was, all right, I want, like, send me one of these, send me a tower, we're going to put this thing together. We're going to see what we think mm -hmm. of it. And I'm like, well, if it's not as good as some of the other hard side blinds, that's fine. Because mm -hmm. at least I can get it there. Right. And and what surprised me was we got it out there. We got it up. Or like the first ones that came in, we put together. Mm -hmm. And we're not sacrificing anything. Or, or Orion wasn't sacrificing anything to make that hard side of blind. You know, right. great insulation. You know, a durable exterior and, and a quiet interior. Great window system. Um, lightweight. I mean, so it had everything that you'd want out of your traditional, but solve some problems, which I think that's, that's a mark of a great product. You know, if you yes. can solve a problem that's out there. Yep. And so listeners, okay. If you haven't already figured out what we're talking about, it is one of the revolutionary setups for hard sided blinds. Now for you die hard, I'm a tree saddle, YouTube bow hunting junkie who's going to shut this podcast off, I dare you to listen to the whole thing. 
because there's a reason our celebrity hunters are, and I'm not going to name drop. We know some of them. There's a reason that bigger bucks are getting killed out of hard-sided blinds, early season, late season, mid-season. And especially this product that we're talking about is placement. You guys, you can contest to this. You can get away with a little more movement. You can control your scent a little more. If wind is questionable, you're not out of the picture. And we're going to talk a lot about placement. And the reason we're talking about placement is how easily these are assembled, how light they are to get from the back of a pickup truck. And tell us, give us a little uh, behind the scenes on your design technology on that. Uh, like when we get a pallet uh, here at the shop or like when we set up the blind, which I think that that video has been released. And then that one's on, on our Facebook of setting the one up in the parking lot. Okay. Um, the one we did today, we time-lapsed the whole thing. We took a mm-hmm. bunch of video that'll be out, you know, around the time that this podcast goes okay. out. We'll, we'll have that go with Perfect. it. And too, that's so you can in watch the that. field. That's not, that's not in a parking nope. lot. That's nope. That's in that's the field you're gonna see and it. it's, and it's the way, Joel sets a blind up, which is a lot more efficient than the way that Jake and Jason sets a blind up. So you'll also learn some tricks on the tower setup. So take us through, okay, people, now I've got their attention, right? We're at the peak of the roller coaster going down the hill. What sets this blind apart? What is your ingenuity behind it? So the uh, the idea behind the blind is it, it comes completely disassembled. So you've got, uh, you know, eight panels similar to... Lots of other brands that are out there, octagon blind with, uh, you know, vertical windows in the corners for archery and, mm-hmm. and horizontal blind or windows for uh, gun or crossbow shooting, and then the roof and the floor. And they, they all come uh, in separate pieces on a pallet, and we, uh, the way that we ship those is vertically. So the whole, uh, you know, six-by-six six tower will fit excuse me, on a, uh, a standard pallet, yep. so it, it makes it easy for... Um, you know, can the dealer, you know, you don't have all of that space to deal with and, and that sort of thing. It, it, it helps us with shipping because we can fit 28 of these in a truck versus eight of a full-size right. one. Um, and the, uh, then the pallet is designed so that once you guys sell it to your customer, mm-hmm. you can just tip that over on its back right in the back of a truck or right in the back of a trailer. And, you know, they drive away with it. it it's all secured and um, you don't have to worry about it, and it weighs about um, the whole blind is, is less than 350 pounds, so you know, two three hundred pounds less than most of the other ones yeah. that are out there. And the the heaviest two panels are the roof panel and the, and the floor panel, and they they mm-hmm. both weigh just short of 50 pounds. <clears throat> um, so you know, virtually anybody can can manage those on their own. And then the rest of the the, the wall panels are lighter, um, and uh, People that have done it before and, and built them can go from uncreating that pallet to a blind standing in less than 20 minutes pretty easily. And they, they snap together with a sort of a bail latch that's similar to what you might see on a tackle box or, or a okay. toolbox. Yep. And, and uh, you know, that's what <clears throat> holds them all together. And uh, so we can get somewhere out of the way or, you know, you know, maybe a unique place or you don't have equipment. And then, you know, one of the... The neatest things in my mind is if you decide, um, you know, the the food source changes or I should have put it 50 yards up the ridge or, yeah. uh, you know, grandpa sold the farm. Mm-hmm. You can take ours down and put it back in the truck and, and drive it wherever you want. And, uh, you know, most other hard-sided blinds, once they're up, 
they're up for till they fall apart. I mean, they're, right. it's just too hard to get them up and, and, and take them down again. So, And I'm not going to lie. It takes <clears throat> some of the other blinds that we've sold in the past and that I have on our farm and Jake, you have on your farm or had, uh, it takes a crew of yellow shirts and some orange cones and a tractor with a reverse oh, and, beeper. And some butt puckering and at times. I, yeah. It, there's not enough ratchet strappets and levers, levers that yep. you can put on it to tilt it up. It's almost a process a day to figure. Yeah, you can figure out where you want it. Now, can you get a front end loader or a skid loader there? Here, which we're going to get it to in a little bit, and you can watch a video attached to this, is you can, if you needed to in 50 yards from where you're at, you just take it down and do it. Right. In assembly, uh, I think, honestly, when it comes down to having a little uh, competition from shop to shop, it'll take us longer to take it out of the cardboard than it will to put it up. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so when you see this, if you come to any of our locations, you're going to see the, the black Orion hard-sided blind. Uh, it's a beautiful display. We have some of them up on towers. It looks similar until you actually get into it. And the cool thing is we did this the other day with a customer is they're like, well, how do, what do you mean I can set this up by myself or me and my brother or me and my dad? So we took the roof off and we took a panel on in, in, on the, right outside the shop, matter of minutes, and then they, they got the idea. So it's a six by six by eight, correct? Uh, it's six foot across, you know, any of the, okay, yep. the panels, and it's uh, just short of seven feet tall, which is also unique about <clears> ours. <throat> you know, I'm, I'm tall, Jake's pretty tall, but mm -hmm. you know, so I can stand up upright and not have to scrunch down all day long, you know, so we think that's uh, another key feature, but... Um, you know, so it, if, if you just put our blind up you know, on a tower in a parking lot with everybody else's, honestly, they all look about the same. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a couple of differences here and there, but yeah, ours is the fact that, um, you know, and I've, I've put up, uh, you know, Jake and I uh, put up a 10 foot tower and a, a blind today on his farm and uh, I've done it on my own, uh, you know, which I don't necessarily recommend. It takes a little bit longer because you're, you're futzing with nuts and bolts and parts yeah, and, right, and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, I can, I can do that whole process by myself in four or five hours, you know, which mm -hmm. is less than what you were talking about with right. most traditional setups. But I would say, you know, total time, we probably had three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's real close. And, and yep. putting everything together today. And um, so, yeah, it, uh, it, we think, you know, we got something pretty special. Obviously, you guys agreed with us. You've been selling them and, and having good luck with them. Mm -hmm. And the interior, um, very nice eye appeal, also very quiet. It's an insulated blind. When we talk about R-Factor and the insulation, until you look on your website or you look in the pamphlets that we have here, uh, there's no real, you can't really see it when you're in the blind, but you can see how it's layered. And it's very, very sturdy for being light. It's a very well-built blind. It also, you have pictures of it in the back of a truck uh, set up. It's very, very easy. You don't even need instructions. Actually, when you set up the first one, you didn't have instructions. Yeah, not for it. the blind itself. Right. No. right. No. And then we talked about towers. We're going to get a little bit more into detail about certain heights and what you can buy in packages and so on and so forth. But before we go any further, <clears throat> why in your guys' mind... Why are we incorporating this? Jake, why are you incorporating? Why have you been, you know, last couple of years you had your prototypes and you have them out. 
not just for gun season. Why are we utilizing this blind from September 18th here in Minnesota till December 31st and other states longer and shorter? But why is this a tool becoming a great tool for all year? Uh, for me, number one scent. Um, I can go in there and if I'm in a situation where, you know, on a food plot where I know some of those deer are going to get behind me at some point, even if I'm playing the wind, that for the most part, they just don't wind you when mm-hmm. you're in those things and they're sealed up. If you got the windows sealed, you're, you're very rarely winded. Um, you know, so it's number one scent. The place where we put that one today, uh, it was a big, like, weighing in my head here for the last, you know, six months since I knew I was going to be able to put a blind back there. Like, which side of this little food plot am I going to put it on? Because I went in there finally. This year it's dry enough. I, I haven't been able to get back there there before. So, you know, one, the rest of my food plot suffered this year, which mm-hmm. was bad. Yep. The good thing is, is I got back in there. Um, with a little mini excavator a few weeks ago and we were able to float that on top of the swamp to get in there and pushed it all open because it was all a bunch of blowdowns and sprayed it. Okay. <clears throat> and I knew I wouldn't get a tractor in there. It's just too wet. Yep. Um, but we went in there and then, <clears throat> and then what side of that food plot was I going to put it on? One mm-hmm. was a safer side with the wind and entry. The other side is a little more risky, but I kind of feel like it's the place I should be because mm-hmm. most of those deer are passing through there. I think it's a really good spot it's back in the swamp on a little high knob where we can get some daytime action i feel like it's a really good producing spot for probably a short period of time mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to go in there and hunt all the time right um but like in that situation 90 percent of the deer are going to come through that little food plot where i got in there that's their natural funnel already it's kind of where they want to go they're comfortable but where's that four and a half five and a half six and a mm-hmm. half year old buck gonna go he isn't yeah he isn't going to probably come right through that food plot right away. He's probably mm-hmm. going to go behind you, win the whole situation. You, If you're calling or something's going on, he's probably going to come to your downwind side. Yep. And I felt like having a hard blind in there, and it's not an area you can see extremely long, and it's a pretty, you know, oh, okay. thicker area yep. where I think traditionally people wouldn't put a hard blind because they feel like they have to use it for gun season. They have to see 300 yards. Right. Um, but it's in a spot where... I know if once I'm in that blind, it's an all-day sit situation for me back there. I'm not going to go in there and just hunt for two hours. Right. I'm going to go in there in the dark, probably well in the dark, Mm -hmm. get in there and camp out and spend the whole day in there. Yep. Um, But I think that's gives me a big advantage with the scent control portion of it. Um, You know, number two for a hard blind for me is is bringing, you know, my son, my wife, like – it gives us a little more room, keep things comfortable. Right. Um, you know, last year my son was six months old and my wife shot a deer with him in the blind. Yeah. And there was times we had 20 deer on the food plot yeah. and Ridge is screaming his head off and those deer would look up at that thing like, I don't know what that is, uh-huh. but they never ran. And right. then I was thinking, why the heck am I so quiet? Because <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's probably number two. And then number three to me is comfort. Mm-hmm. But that's actually on the low side of my priority level. Okay. I mean, number one is I would I would sit on a stick on a branch if I thought that was the best way I could get scent control and get away with it. Right. Um, but I think it's just such an advantage keeping that airflow down. Yep. And, and I think that they really offer something for every level of hunter. You know, obviously Jake is, is a little bit more hardcore. Like he said, he would, you know, hang from his toenails if he mm-hmm. had to to kill that buck. And, and this gives him 
some unique features that allow him to get that that particular deer that he's after but you know I can use my dad as a perfect example you know as he was getting older and and, uh, you know wasn't in such good shape anymore this is something that I could have got him up in and he could have hunted all day long and stayed comfortable Um, you know same thing with you know kids or or maybe a a girlfriend or a wife or or boyfriend or husband that isn't very experienced you can get them out there and, and expose them to that without the well we're going to go sit on a stump you know which is right you know how i grew up <clears> hunting and probably how you guys grew up hunting um and uh you know so I, everyone in between there from you know somebody that's just looking to go enjoy a day in the woods and and you know have a good time mm-hmm. you know obviously being warm and dry and comfortable and all that is great um you know those of us that you know grew up hunting on hang on stands or you know the saddle hunters yeah that, those are so popular right now well these have a place for that that guy too, or that right. hunter. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of people just assume that they're, like you said, they're a gun stand, you know, they're, yep. si- they're sitting on a cornfield or, or, you know, hayfield and, um, and they're not necessarily that. And, and that's, you know, why we built this specific design is, um, you know, for somebody that wanted to have all of those features and, you know, be off on a hardwood ridge or, you know, in the corner of a swamp somewhere. And, uh, you know, it, obviously the, these aren't, inexpensive right you have to spend a little bit of money on them but in the long run if it uh, number one allows you to get that deer that you're after or uh, you're not miserable for whether you hunt for two days a year or 40 days a year exactly you know it's it's a pretty small price in the long run and i'll give you two scenarios for those of you that know my wife she's she doesn't hunt she shoots her bow all the time but she doesn't hunt but she likes going hunting uh forever and ever we had a hard-sided blind and she would come out during that November, you know, kind of after the rut or wherever, where we could see numbers of deer, late season feeding. And she's afraid of heights. So we were on a 10 foot tower, but there's a ladder to it. You know, it's safe. She feels safe and it's enjoyable. Now, am I going to take my wife hunting with me every time? Hell no, I'm not. But another thing that gets me, and this happened uh, last year. So we have, it was, it's a hundred acre bean field. But where these deer are accessing is just a huge cattail weeds that's eight foot tall, but there's not a tree within 100 yards of where they're coming to the field. So one, I'm not able to run a tree stand. Two, I didn't have a ground blind that I felt, you know, the the Xenix, I'd had to move it to get to that. And I couldn't put it in the center of the field and feel safe with it there. And two, three, I wasn't elevated. So then we moved a hard sided blind to the center of this bean field where deer, obviously your does and fawns would come out of that, you know, three thirty, four o'clock and your bucks, you could see just stand on the edge and things were comfortable. Then they came out. Now there was no way to access them unless I was where they were going and there's no tree. It's a crop field. We had a blind there. It worked out. It took us a couple of sets, you know, because comfortability and getting them within 60 yards, you can act. I think there's more access points than the perfect tree another thing is i have a 50 gallon keg for a gut and for me to move in a tree stand isn't i'm not as agile as like jake and you i mean you're tall thin beans i can sit in a ground line in the back with the windows blacked out in a chair that i'm sitting if you guys don't know the chair that i'm sitting in right now it's like oh capitan it's like chair. a 600 desk chair and it's relaxed and it's got i got the vibration on if you didn't know that massage going but I can sit and quietly turn to my right, turn to my left, 
and you can do that in these blinds. You have you have you can grab your bow without being detected. If you cut down on all the variables of not being such a great hunter, you become a great hunter. Well, I know, you know, like last year, the buck I shot is a perfect example. I shot him out of a hard side blind and in a spot where with a south wind, there was no tree stand option at all. I needed a northwest wind for a tree stand option. I had trail camera pictures of that buck going back to bed in the morning. So I had a south wind. I had a hard blind that was it's probably 65 yards off of the 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 wood edge mm-hmm. of the tree line out in the middle of my food plot. Mm-hmm. And I knew that buck was coming up right around legal shooting time. So yeah. I got up early. I like four in the morning. I was in the blind, all the windows shut, everything going. And before legal light, I could see deer going by me. Right. And you know, through binos, I couldn't see <clears> them <throat> without that. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, if I wouldn't have had the scent control, mm-hmm. those other deer would have blew the whole game out before right. I ever would have gotten that position. Yep. You know, and I had every window shut until I seen that buck, and that buck was within 70 yards. I opened the one window a little bit, and then when he came into shot, I, I shot him. And I really don't think that would have been possible without the scent control option of that. Can I tell our listeners when you shot your buck? Yeah. It was opening day. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. listen to this, people. It was opening day of Minnesota archery season. It's a huge, huge animal. This is a deer that you don't usually kill unless you have everything absolutely perfect. Like you're saying, you couldn't have sat in a tree stand on the other side. No, nope, it would have been it, game over. It wouldn't have worked. You wouldn't even probably even thought about it, even with the cuttybacks going and telling you where. No, and, just, I, and that buck, I was <coughs> starting to get him dialed in a little bit mm-hmm. um, where I didn't want to mess it up. You right. Know, like You got one you chance. Know, you know, it was a 170-inch buck. He was mm-hmm. a mature deer. He wasn't going to put up with anything out of the normal. He wasn't yep. going to put up with anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, part of that strategy to trying to kill that deer was don't screw it up, mm-hmm. you know, because you're not going to get too many chances at him. Once, once he knows the game, he'll find somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and now with another thing, you touched on this earlier. If our food source changes, okay, we've been in a drought in minnesota our our soybeans if you're planting soybeans for just the deer probably not going to have any soybeans this year or you're going to be depressed like me (laughs) (laughs) you're going to have to be fall food plots so like you were saying if things change your deer behavior changes we can now move the blind now in your mind when we talk about trail cameras we got to let them soak right what is what is your idea you've put up hard side blinds forever probably longer than any of us how long do, how, what's your, can you put these up and hunt them that day? Or are you, is this a, a plan, like a two week plan or a, what do you think? What's your insight? Um, you know, obviously it depends on the individual deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got those, those deer that anything changes, they're just gone. And, and it's not always mature bucks. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it can be any deer, but uh, you know, all of us, if, you know, I'm, I'm older than both of you now. We, we all know those guys that have had you know, a giant buck walk up to a truck that's in a hayfield and oh, yeah. not even think twice about it. So, yep. you know, realistically, uh, you know, they might recognize that there's something different there that it's new and might, you know, act a little bit more anxious or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to them, it's just a strange object out there. If it doesn't have an unusual smell or you're not up there jumping up and down and doing right. cartwheels or, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I think you, you know, it's not <clears throat> ideal necessarily, but if you had to, I, I think, 
absolutely. If it's set up in the right place and, and mm-hmm. that deer wants to be there, you can get away with it. Um, you know, obviously, I, you know, I think all of us would prefer to have them up, you know, in August and yeah. let them soak, like you yep. said, and uh, and deal with it. But, um, you know, the and it's like anything else that as long as there's not something that is an absolute red flag to a deer, you know, mm-hmm. the movement, the, the smell, those kinds of things, <clears throat> you can get away with it without well, any problem. And I don't know if you'd agree with me on this, but I think there's something to having it off the ground and they can see underneath it. Um, because I've noticed that with blinds, you put them on the on on the ground, mm-hmm. and it seems like the deer are a lot more nervous around it. Mm-hmm. You get it off that five foot stand or a ten foot stand, and they can see underneath it. And I think it it changes their perspective of it a little bit. I would agree with you that I've noticed that personally, and and have had other people have similar comments that it seems like that that blind on the ground throws them for a loop just a little bit, and you seem to get away with it for lack of better words once it's up in the air yeah and i think the other thing is is you know a lot of these hard blinds are going on food plots they're going on field edges Mm -hmm. um and this may just be my opinion but i think leaving the blind can be an educational experience for that deer every time pop goes the door open here comes a human yep we're 50 yards away eating in the blind or eating in the food plot or the field I think they start to realize, okay, that's danger now because there's a human that goes about right. around it. Yeah, and and I don't think it's uh, necessarily just the fact that it's a blind; it's that blind, you know. That I don't know what it is, but boy, it gets dark and somebody pops out of that tube every <laughs> yeah. night, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't think that they associate that one that's on that bean field or whatever with if you've got it, you know, up the up the logging road on a ridge somewhere. I don't think that they're going to go, oh, there's another one just like that one that's out on that mm-hmm. field. I don't mm-hmm. think they associate that necessarily. And that's just the the process of becoming a good hunter, uh, exit, entry and well, exit. And and designing that <clears throat> that location of it. Yeah. Know? I know Joel seen one of the other mm-hmm. ones where I moved today. I kind of moved, or I moved earlier this year, but you saw it today. Um, like the ladder comes out behind a pine tree, so you can't see the door open and it goes down into the swamp and there's an exit and then I, I planted fortress in front of it. Um, so hopefully even if there's deer in the food plot, you're able to sneak out and get mm-hmm. out of there without anything seeing it. I would rather been, we had that blind 60 or 70 yards the other way last year. It's a better spot to sit to hunt. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. I mean, it's, you have better shots across the field. Yeah. Um, but exit was the problem yep. you know you'd be getting there and and it's you know it's one thing if it's just me by myself right i can get out i can kind of sneak it out of the swamp crawl if i whatever i gotta yeah. do but all of a sudden if i have my wife with and my kid with you know you got sounds like a herd of elephants leaving <laughs> yeah. at the end of the night that's not tolerated as well so right and you know you know typically i don't need a light you know, <clears> a lot of times when you're trying to pack up with extra people or put away the toys or the snacks or all those kinds of things, you know, those are the, those are the ones. Right. And let's talk a little bit about, Jake, you brought it up, you know, maybe not setting it on the ground, but these we can, Mm -hmm. we can have a, it's not called a leveling kit, but it's a a platform. Yep. We call it the ground leveling kit. Oh, you can. All right. So you've reversed that. It it is a leveling kit, but so you can set these on the ground. Right. We also have a ladder system or a stair system tower. So earlier when we were talking about towers, building that platform up, um, they're sold in five-foot sections. And at any time, jump in here and correct me. I'm just going off of our debut with you and Bo. Five-foot ladder 
platform or stairs. Yep. And then, of course, to 10. And if you needed to, he, you can get to 15. Yep. Uh, you're, you're buying it in five-foot sections. Um, <clears throat> I haven't personally built the, the stairs or the ladder platforms yet, but you guys have multiple times. Yeah, I built them two ways. I built them my way and then Joel's way. <laughs> the right so way. So you're going to want to watch the video in Joel's way. It's, Joel. it's going to save you like about an hour and a half. So explain to us a little bit about the tower and the platform and the way that we can elevate these blinds. Right. So the... Uh, you know, just to go back to the ground leveling kit, uh, you know, again, for that scenario where you don't necessarily need it, um, it it's a, a platform that's got adjustable legs on it, so you can account for, you know, a little bit of change in topography, whatever. Uh, in, uh, you know, we don't sell lots of those, but they, they certainly have their place. Uh, the 5 and 10 foot versions of our towers are, you know, far and away the most popular. The, the 10 foot is, is the most popular. Um, and when we originally... Um, started building these or both started building these uh they all had a ladder on them um you know similar to you know what most people had with a, a relatively small landing and um we had expanded that landing to make it safer to get in and out of so that you could get up off of the ladder onto the landing and open the door to your your blind right without having to you know, hang off the back of it or, or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, step down to the first rung or two of the ladder to, to open it. Um, you know, so that's, you know, one of the first things that we did that we think separated us and made it more safe. Um, and then um, I, we had talked for a long time about making a stair version of it. And uh, I had a client that um, had uh, some medical issues. Uh, he was a veteran that uh, I think was injured and then happened to be dealing with cancer. And uh, he lived just up the road from where my shop is. And he called me and he's like, you know, I don't think I can get up to that, you know. And uh, so I called Bo and I said, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, you know, putting a stairway on to make it easier to get in and out of. Um, you know, this guy, you know, wants one, needs one. He's right close to home. Let's let's start, you know, let's just build one and make it happen. And uh, you know, that was another interesting one because he engineered it in Iron Mountain, shipped it over to me. I took it out in the woods and, you know, stared at a bunch of parts to try and figure out how it worked because we didn't have an owner's <coughs> manual or anything. Right. We got it together and, um, you know, obviously I've made several changes since then. But last year was when we, um, you know, first started marketing it with the, the stairs. And it has been wildly more popular than I, th I thought it would have been. Um, we probably sell close to 90% of our towers now are the stairs rather than the ladders. Um, and, uh, you know, it, they're a little bit more money, obviously, and, and they weigh just a little bit more to get set up. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, y you can get in and out of them uh, in the dark. <coughs> they have right. hand handrails uh, as do the landing. So, you know, going up, you can do the three points of contact, be, you know, perfectly secure, whether it's, you know, guys like us that are more agile or you got – uh, you can send a kid up there without worrying about them slipping or falling off the ladder, um, you know, or maybe some older folks. So, um, and we do have the, the 15 foot option, which, um, you know, some people are just insist insistent that they want to be that high. Um, it, it, it does create a, a much, much more in-depth pr process to get it together just because you're talking about, yeah. you know, a, a heavy object that is pretty bulky <laughs> to get it stood up. But, uh, you know, it, it certainly can. can say on, the, so. on the flip side of that, though, is like I can actually picture putting a 15-foot tower up and actually putting a blind on it with this. 
Right. With anything yeah. else, even with a big tractor, that's out of the game. It is. Like, I don't even know how you get <clears throat> a standard blind without without having, like, a lull or something mm-hmm. that could actually go up to that. I don't know how you do it safely. I mean, that's a lot you of weight up there. You, I mean, you don't. You, you don't it's, do it safely, um, and it it basically entails attaching to that blind to the tower and standing the whole thing up at one time. And, and I've tried that with other blinds. And, um, I mean, we're ranchy, farmy, kind of catty. We kind of know what we're doing. <laughs> and we bent two of the cross members. This is not Orion products. This is a different setup. I'm admitting it. But we didn't know until now about Orion. Yep. Uh, so the first time we set it up with a skid loader, which it did not reach that high. So we put it at an angle and then slid it up up and ratcheted and, and it was horrible. (laughs) So then we said, well, we're going to attach this and just, no, we bent one leg and two cross members and it's still bent. If you go out there and look at it right now, it's just, okay. And and I did one of those like that. Um, and well tipping it up, the, the bolts pulled out of the floor Yeah, and the whole blind came down eight feet and smashed all the windows out of it. And which, that sucked, but it was dangerous. I mean, yeah, you know, right. there was there was one guy that was running for his life as his blinds coming down. <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, it's you know, I don't even cons- after doing it that way and having the result that happened, I don't even consider that an option anymore. Right? Because if that blind would have came down and, and landed on them, that would have been yeah, it had been done. It'd have been a bad yep. deal. You know. So t- take us through today. We said it's a ten foot tower. Yep, ten foot tower. Take us through. Take us through the build. Obviously, people, I want you to right now. You can just click over on the link and watch it while you're listening to us. This is it's a video, but so you built the base and the tower. Yep. So we actually, I well, I wasn't sure that we were going to be able to drive back there mm-hmm. um, because there's a couple wet spots. Like there's a hundred yards of it that on a normal year would be like shin hide and knee knee level water. Really? Um, right now, it's it's actually, there's no water in that section <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. And that was after the rain the last couple of weekends. Okay. Um, and it was actually a little more solid, too, because I went in with a walk-behind brush mower mm-hmm. um, and brush mowed that trail open prior to this. And then I could get in there with side-by-side, and I sprayed it for a food plot. Okay. Um, but uh, Joel had the whole blind on on a trailer already with... Uh, I mean, like a, a small aluminum trailer yep. um, with the stand and everything. So we hooked onto it, and we're like, well, there was one pretty wet spot still. But we're like, you know what? Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Even if we sink it, it's just a side-by-side. Yeah. We got a winch on it. We'll get it out. Yep. Like, let's get it as close as we can. And we ended up getting – we had to take chains out and cut a few things to get in there a little farther. Um, but we got it the whole way in, which, you know – Saved us some work otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, absolutely. we'd have had to haul some stuff by hand for a yep. while. That's what I really thought we were going to have to do it. Okay. Um, me and Jason actually from the Brainerd store actually almost put that blind up. It was April um, and almost walked in every section of it from, I don't know, probably 150 yards was our plan. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I guess, again, this is, that's a good thing about the drought <laughs> yeah, that we're right. in this year is, is it did allow us to do a few <clears> things <throat> like that. So we got there. Got to the spot. Um, we did some video work and stuff, so you'll see that in the time lapse, and then you'll see the cutaways of the video. Uh, but the nice thing is, is you know, I've I've put them together per the manual right now before this. Yep. Um, and that way, there's a lot of connecting things, putting a bolt through it, taking a bolt out, mm-hmm. sliding the next thing on. So it was nice. Joel had a lot of 
tips and tricks and that's how they're actually gonna do the manual so when they yep. get the new manual too we'll put that on our product page so you can look at the pdf mm-hmm. um, but joel can kind of explain some of some of that stuff yeah the uh, uh you know we it's actually kind of backwards of what you would think but um i i was the first one to to try this but i build them upside down i put the platform upside down on the on the ground with the um, the landing bolt those two together and start attaching the legs in the the horizontal and uh, diagonal cross members going up you know you have to do just a little bit of pre-planning you know where you build it and where it's gonna you get stuck right standing it up run. yeah you know so you're gonna roll it over once and then over again on its feet so you sort of have to figure out where that's gonna end up but you know that worked out pretty easy you know we uh, went and looked at you know uh, we loaded into the side by side and went and looked at where we were gonna go and and you know jake said you know this is where the deer are and this is what i'm thinking and and we decided okay here's the spot so we went and got everything and and set it up you know with with that um and it's the tower is light enough that um two people in a pinch you know three guys pretty easily you can sort of pick it up and move it that last little bit to get it centered where you want um, mm-hmm. and then uh yeah in in the video uh, you know hopefully it shows up pretty well that um you know i i figured out pretty much the most efficient way to get all of those parts together and, and assembled without having to backtrack too much. Um, and, uh, uh, early on we would tell people to basically build a five foot section and then, you know, build the, the second five foot section. And, um, I, I've figured out that if you put all of those braces together right away and in, in all those lengths, cause, um, as you said earlier in the podcast, um, the, if you're, if you're buying a 10 foot, tower mm-hmm. you'll get one box that's got the platform and the landing and the feet and the handrails in it yeah and then the other boxes are five foot sections of either the stairs or the ladders and all of those parts are universal so the same box works for 5 10 15 feet it's just different spacing on the holes where you bolt them together and right so we did that you know right away you know i need the the two supports for the landing at this length and you know four of these four of those and get that all done in it it uses up a lot of those parts that, you know, probably overwhelm a lot mm-hmm. of people. Like, this is like, you know, buying the IKEA furniture. There's right. a million parts here. What am I going to do with it? So that that uses up, you know, that right away. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, we learned through uh, sort of trial and error. To, we've we only use one size nut and bolt. In, in, nice. You know, so you only need one size wrench, yeah. and, and you're not digging in a box and go, oh, that's quarter, and I need hey, three right. eighths or whatever. Uh, just different lengths of the bolts for for different uh, thicknesses, obviously. So, um, yeah, it, it uh, is not too bad. I, I can put together a uh, forty-five or a, a five-foot tower in a blind by myself in about forty-five minutes. Um, you know, and uh, I think probably with two guys that uh, at least one of them sort of has the gist of it or, mm-hmm. or is following the video. Um, I would say if if that's all that you were doing, you could have a 10 footer up with a blind on top of it in three hours, uh, you know, maybe three and a half. It, uh, so it's, you know, it, it, you're going to, you're going to spend an afternoon or a morning right. out there doing it. But so it, as being a host of a show that we are listening to now, we have a video attached to this now, but we built the platform, we built the ladder, we built all of that. And then are we handing up Yep. the, so we got the platform. Now stay with me, listeners. Platform. We're handing up one section at a time. Correct? 
the uh, if you have two people, that's certainly the easiest way to do it. Okay, um, you know, you can have one that's uh, up. Uh, you know, get the the floor up first, and, and yep. that attaches, and so you've got something to stand a on. base. Yep. So the person on the the floor can you know hike it up you know, high enough that the guy on the base can grab it and stand it up. Um, again, having somebody then come up and hold on to that to get two of them snapped together so right. that they support each other yep. works. I have, yeah, and I think one step would be flipping it up, leveling it, and then securing it too. Right. Yeah. You okay. With your, yep. <clears throat> make sure that you're securing your. We got your, four legs. Four legs. Your anchor in, in the, the center, center. Yep. and then after the ladder's on two in there as well to anchor right. that and then we're building yep and that's right. and there's leveling in that too so that's that has the ability to level out like, which like, i don't know if there's any on the market that maybe one other but the, you that can be a major deal right and ours are, are adjustable by a foot you know so you can compensate for you know short of on a hillside mm-hmm. you know we right. can figure that out um and uh, uh you know that's pretty key because Nowhere is perfectly flat. No. Not even no. hardly a parking lot is. A, right. Know, so, um, yeah, so that, uh, you know. Is yep, first just step. to make sure you're securing it down. Right. Yep. 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 And, uh, yeah, then, uh, you know, get the floor up there, get that attached, um, you know, and then start with the panels. And, uh, you know, as fast as it took us longer to carry the panels from the trailer over to the tower, which wasn't 60 feet. Right. That it did to hand them up and, and snap them together. And one of the panels weigh. The, the heaviest two pieces are the floor and the roof, and yep. they're, they're just less than 50 pounds okay. each. Um, and then the, 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 the wall panels all weigh less. The, the wide ones are 28, 29, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. and then the Manageable. Yeah, easily. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of times it's uh, you know, helpful to open the window so you got basically a handle. You, know, yep. you can use that window ledge to grab a hold of and do things with. And, uh, yeah, then like we said, there's a... Uh, a seal around the bottom, you know, where the walls attach to the floor, and then again on the roof where the, that attaches. That um, there, it's a basically comes from the automotive industry, you know, an all-weather rubber mm-hmm. um, gasket that you, when you snap everything together, it compresses that and uh, essentially makes it airtight, watertight, you know, mm-hmm. which is thing. a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of us are going to leave these out. Oh yeah. And when we do, we've all had a blind in the past leak some water or the roof leaks and then you go back because i mean i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna go out in april and check it i probably will in august right but i don't have to worry with this one and then another thing that opened up my eye okay we live in minnesota wisconsin michigan we get some snow we talk about the roof design and i'm looking at one right out the window right now the roof has a it can withstand all of that is what i'm saying yep it's it's designed to hold 100 pounds per square foot um you know which is the the highest roof load for you know architectural Mm -hmm. design in in north america um and one of the first uh, sort of prototypes or friends and family models that we we put out in the field to you know test how this works went up to the keweenaw peninsula in the up where you know they they get hundreds of inches of snow every year um so um, we we can't get enough snow to right. uh, over overload that that roof. Yep. So yeah, and I think that's a a good point too with the engineering behind it because we've all seen you know certain blinds where the <laughs> where the roof is caved in from the oh, snow yeah. load, you know, and then mm-hmm. once you know once it caves in a little bit, 
then it melts in there and gets heavier yep. and heavier and heavier, and then pretty soon the thing's inside itself. So yep. then right. you have a silo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like you were saying, that seal, <clears throat> not only for weather inclements, but also for scent, that's going to help us out because it's sealed. Let's talk a little bit about the window design. Well, and, and bugs. I mean, oh, yeah. we've all climbed yeah. into, you know, like you said, go out uh, opening day of bow hunting and open up and have to make friends with the hornets that are coming out with you or or the Asian lady beetles or or that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, obviously nothing is absolutely bug proof, but, um, you know, ours is is pretty airtight. And, uh, you know, short of a a mouse chewing a hole through the aluminum, you're not going to get mice in these blinds either. So, Which is big. Yeah. It's really big. Uh, pertaining to ladybugs or Asian beetles, you could they could find a way into a closed Mountain Dew bottle somehow. I, I don't know. Them things are stupid, and yeah. they stink when you crush them. And, but anyways. But still, my son loves them. <laughs> just eats them like candy. I oh. can't just, I can't figure it out. How many They're dots, like Dad? How many dots? <laughs> and if you're in soybeans, that's where you're going to have those. Uh, anyways, your window design. Archery, we had that in mind when we designed them. Also gun. Uh, easy accessible. Yep. The, easy also. What is the window? It's a material wise. Uh, plexiglass. Okay. And uh, so yeah, standard design. The the narrow panels on the eight sided are, are vertical for windows, and then horizontal ones on the wide panels. Mm-hmm. The one that we put up for Jake today, we put all archery windows in because it's it's uh, as he mentioned, you can't see very far. Anyways, it's it's kind of an archery specific thing. Um, you know, so that's one of the things that that we do offer is um, I also had a custom one for uh, a gentleman that had a hip replaced, so he couldn't sit on a regular height chair because his hip oh, was okay. out of place. Yeah. Uh, so he has to sit up higher, so we, we just raised the windows up for him, yeah. which um, you know took, took a little bit of production time because we had to make one specifically for it, and um, I think we charged him 100 or $200 for that design time and, and the change, but uh, it gives us a little bit of flexibility in, in that regard. But uh, the... Uh, they all have latches on them to hold them closed with that same bulb seal to, you know, for the uh-huh. airtight or whatnot. And then they, they swing open. Um, and the horizontal ones have got a, a silent elastic that holds them up, um, you know, so you can do that one-handed without right. making any noise yep. or using Velcro or any of that kind of thing. <clears throat> um, you know, so the, you know, pretty similar concept to what people are already familiar with, I'm sure, that have ever seen one. Uh, and... Uh, you know, one of the other things that um, uh, has, has actually come up for us is if for some reason somebody uh, has a, a blind that gets damaged, you know, a branch falls on it or uh, something, you know, strange happens, we can take ours apart and replace just the panel. And if Never you, thought of that. If you have a tree land on, you know, brand X, you now have a flattened brand X and there's not much that you can do about it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and... You know, I'm I'm sure that we'll probably get to the point where we'll have people that will have extra panels for, you know, this is going to be for bow hunting right now. I'm going to have mm-hmm. all, all all vertical archery windows in it. I might move it next year to somewhere else. I'm going to put so the horizontal let's, ones. Uh, in. Let's back up. What do you What do you mean? You okay? Obviously, Mister Custom over here. All archery windows. So they're all vertical windows. So instead of the horizontal window side, it's got two verticals. Really? So yep. it's got, instead of having four verticals, well, it'd be five verticals on a normal one, right? Because the door and each of the corners. Yep. Okay. This has got six more. <laughs> so it's basically just vertical <laughs> windows. Yep. Um, and I'm, I've never 
had a blind that way. Yeah. Um, but I think for words at it's tight. You know, I will I will rifle hunt and muzzle load out of it. Yep. But there isn't a shot I can't take right. in there offhand mm-hmm. where I need to rest and I can just rest it against the side of the window I if I you. want to. Yeah. Right. Um or but a, like a pog system or yeah, something. You yeah, you know, but like my other blinds, like I'm always trying to figure out, okay, my shot's gonna be in that corner longer window for yeah. my archery hunting and then yeah. I set it up for the other ones and um you know and the thing is is like like Joel said, like if I decide I don't like that back panel that way, mm-hmm. I can call him up and say, "Hey, like, can you just send me a different black back panel?" Yeah. Or I can, if I decide to get another blind, and I decide, okay, like some of these windows on one and some yeah. on the other, I can say, "Hey, Joel, like, <clears throat> which we, I want, we can I want, do. yeah, I want two of my windows to be vertical like that, and I want the other one to be horizontal, you know? Right. And so, so you're not stuck or married to it either." Exactly. Um, or even if I wanted to, if I if I was like, all right, like this is my only blind, but I want those double windows in the front side for archery hunting, and then yep. when gun season comes, I want one s- small horizontal. Mm-hmm. It's so quick, I could go in there, snap it out, put the other panel in, snap it in, and I got a different blind design. Right. Customizable. And Never we, even thought of that. Yep, we've had some people that uh, don't put any windows. You know, they're in a scenario where they know they're never going to – Shoot out the back of the blind I or got whatever, you. so they just yep. leave them blacked out, <clears throat> and uh, you know, so it, it gives us some flexibility and and you know ability to change things. So. And what I what I love about Orion is is we mentioned this, we <clears throat> you guys have seen this on my my uh, Instagram or or Facebook feed before. Uh, we have a gentleman that's in a wheelchair, and we designed a platform for him. You're going to make me a custom door. Yep. Um, for Mike so that he can he doesn't have to do pop a wheelie and I don't want to push him in so this is a company that the scary part hunters. would be pushing him out not pushing like him pushing out. him in well, it, there's if, a he, if he gets out of control <laughs> he's just in the blind depends on how big a deer he shoots you know how excited he is but uh, uh, and we're going to have a video on that when we put it together right. uh, and I'm going to coax him into being in the video so we can actually see it but I never even thought about the window deal and that's super, super cool. And we can, we can design, obviously it's going to take some time to get these panels and ship to us right now. We have these readily available. Um, we have other nice thing is like, if if you come in to us and you want one blind with somebody else, Mm -hmm. we can't do it in an economical way because we got to buy those in truckloads. There's no economical way of shipping one blind. Right. Um, one of the nice things is here since they've engineered this to go on one standard, size pallet yep we can get you one blind in an economical way yeah you know so it's not out of the question to to get something custom or something out of the out of the normal because mm-hmm. it's a possibility with that without getting right. crazy <clears throat> and we've always been kind of hindered because when we talk about forecasting ordering and we have these this time of year um it's getting more and more common for guys when ground is frozen to put blinds out in the dead of winter um we can get these right easily and we're always going to be stocked obviously but um, let's talk a little bit about your shipment. Uh, we're right on the verge of sending one down to Georgia. Um, we can drop ship. We don't really advertise that because of what we're doing, but there are possibilities to get this to you. Right. Um, you know, and uh, if you have a customer that's got, uh, you know, property up north and he either doesn't have a truck or just doesn't feel like doing it, we can just drop ship one right to the cabin for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's you know, a hundred dollars, give or take freight right. involved in that. But, yep. You know, that, that customer is probably willing to pay that rather That's than cheap convenience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, 
come here, put it on a trailer, drive it up north, you know, yep. unload it. It's, you know, so that is is helpful. Obviously, it helps that we're, you know, as close as we are to the factory. But uh, right. But yeah, the, um, uh, you know, we, you know, for the dealer side of things that, that you guys talk about a lot, you know, we can, uh, you know, give you free freight at a, at a lower level because it mm. just doesn't cost us as much as it would when, in, in, you know, when, right. you're, when you're shipping a blind, you're shipping <laughs> a huge box of air. And, yeah, and that's expensive, well, and not standard. Anytime you go over a standard pallet, yeah, oversized fee, yeah. Um, oh, that's terrible. It, uh, it doesn't terrible. isn't economical. And we talk about when you're in the blind. Uh, one of the pan t- accessories inside is there a uh, what am I trying shelf. to tray a shelf pop holder gun yep. holder whatever. Yeah, the uh, we've got an accessory shelf that has uh, two can holders in it, so yep. um, you can have. You know, one for you and one for your wife, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and um, you know, um, or two for you, Wade. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not bringing my wife. Remember that. It's <laughs> well, not every time. And then, uh, yeah, you know, like a V-notch gun holder, mm-hmm. or, or two, uh, one on each side, and some hooks. And um, we just went through some design yesterday on another one that will have like a, a cubby underneath it for some more storage on top of that. Right. Um, and uh, you know, lots of accessories that are are on the way. Um, uh, we're going to be uh, selling a heater that works in it, you know, right on now. And, and I, I think we may uh, develop our own and uh, we've got a, a window system that uh, uses magnets to uh, either put a screen up to partially block the windows or a, a full blackout uh, yep. screen so that, you know, uh, for turkey hunting or in that case where you don't need to see out the back. Uh, but again, it, you know, pretty quick and easy to get up and down without making any noise, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Don't have to drill any new holes in it. And all of our metal is powder coated. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, so we're not going to have to worry about rust and, and accessory bolts and all of that other stuff. It's quiet, so you're not going when you're, you know, four in the morning getting up and into it. <clears throat> the door latch system, very, very good, lockable if right. you needed to. Uh, well, and I think too, like, you know, there's just so many possibilities with it. We talk about scenarios and, and ways to use them. Uh, you know, I was talking to Chad out of our Brainerd shop up yep. there and he's got two boys that just love to hunt. Yep. Um, and 90% of the year they're right on his property and back, you know, he was, we were talking like, this is a great option because he can put it in the backyard. The kids can use it. And if they go into the in-laws for for a week or two during gun season. Yeah. It pops apart easy enough. He can pop it apart, put it in the back of his truck, drive it up there, pop it back together. Right. And the kids have somewhere warm to stay in and somewhere nice, and they can use it. And then when they're done, they can move it back home and use it some more. Right. You know, where it's not a complete pain or, you know, not really an option to move it around like that with other stuff. And forever and ever and ever, all the other blind companies, when you put up a blind, you're pretty much there. Uh, So you better plan. And you're not going to move it very easily. You're not going to take it down just like you said. Yeah, I mean, your only other option is really make it on a trailer and and yeah, a trailer. Which, I, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, so literally, when I open up this pamphlet, and this is a half, half three-quarter ton truck, a standard box. Right. And that that's everything in there, correct? Yep, that's when a... You, when you look at it. Yep, that's a 10-foot ladder tower because we didn't have the stairs when that picture was taken and the blind all in the back of the truck and they're just higher than the the 
the box, you know, mm-hmm. so the listeners can understand what, what we're talking about for space. And we have this all up on, we'll have all of the links and everything on our website and pictures. And then of course the videos attached to this and we're the cool thing about a product. When we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, Joel, <clears throat> our tree country, right? Our pro shop, we sell products that like Jake said, we test them before they ever come in our door and on our shelves. Everything in here we've tested, we've used. We well, know, and, and when you're talking a hard blind, yes, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's an investment. It's mm-hmm. not like it's two hundred bucks, like a tree stand or something. And right. you're gonna, if you don't like it, you're gonna say, "Well, yeah. that that sucked." <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're gonna invest in something like that, mm-hmm. you know, the worst thing we want is a customer to to buy that and have a bad experience, yeah. and, and 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 reflect back on our tree country too. Right. So I mean. You know, going through this thing, that was the whole reason I wanted to get get some in first before we decided yeah. to get a bunch of them. Um, you know, it's, you know, to me, that's that's the nice thing about the aluminum. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have plastic. You don't have, you're, you're buying something that's going to last. Yep. And it's called product and development, and it's called research. And we know it. When we, when you, you know, we've only, you and I have only known each other for three weeks. You showed us the blind in the back of the trailer and how to do it, and that was kind of my crash course. And then I had a customer come in and now I don't have one yet on my property, but I will. We've ordered one. Jake, you hands on experience, but we've all set them up. You know, when we built this on the video that you guys have already seen. So I was able to go out and show him, take a couple panels apart, take the roof off and move things around. They're very, very easy. They're very, very strong. They're universal in all aspects of all hunting from early season to late season. It's just something that we've we've put our trust in, and we're going to continue to do that because it is a product that we say is revolutionary, and <clears throat> we're probably going to sell out one you know after this podcast and the ease of it. And like Jake says, it isn't an investment. Well, and, I, and it it changes the game. Like I can tell you, uh, you know, the first hard blind I put up, um, I put up on on our home place, and it was. The whole idea behind that was some place for my dad to go yep. that was comfortable all the time and ready ready for him. Yep. Um, late season came around. It's negative 15. I got those piling in there. Mm-hmm. I went in there. I cranked the heater, took my jacket off, <laughs> long <laughs> yep. sleeve. Here yep. comes a doe. I shoot it. It runs up, piles up, and I'm like, man, that was pretty sweet. Exactly. Like, I would be dying in the tree right now, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying this. You know, and, and I think, you know, one, it can, it can extend your season. It can make Mm -hmm. you more successful. Um, but I think having, you know, having that longer season, that more engagement in hunting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's more rewarding. It's, it's, it, you know, I don't know. It leads you into more of a lifestyle of hunting than, than hunting one weekend. It's more enjoyable. It's more comfortable. And hunting shouldn't always be torture. You know, right. whether it's, you know, the bugs are attacking you early in the season or, you know, you're sort of freezing your, your behind off in the winter. You know, uh, there's an awful lot of people that I've known and family members mm-hmm. you know, that I have experience with. It. If they'd had this opportunity or this introduction into hunting, they'd still be doing it. Yep. But, you know, when they went out with, uh, you know, dad in boots that didn't fit and, right. you know, uh, you know, clothing that wasn't like the Sitka gear and stuff that yep. we have the luxury of dealing with now, it was misery and you know, yeah, sometimes we still get that when you're, you know, after that one deer and you're, you know, up on a hang on stand, but 
It shouldn't always have to be that way sometimes. No, and, you know, I mean, <clears throat> half of the reason we do this, obviously, is for trophy animals, but also passing on the legacy of hunting. I'm not going to ever bring my, my kids are 10 and 7. I'm not bringing them in a ladder stand with a harness right now, but I'll easily bring them to a blind. Now, it may be, Dad, why is that bird blue? Or, you know, counting deer and what color is this M&M? But they're out there. They're, right. ex- they're experiencing it. Harvest or no harvest. <clears throat> but I still have the ability to harvest an animal if it comes down to it. But enjoyment. Um, there's yeah, just so many I mean, pluses. Yeah, that's what it is for me, too. Like, you know, I usually, in my mind, I know what I want to shoot. Yeah. Um, but being out there and enjoying it is what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm excited if I shoot one. If I don't shoot one, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a way to, to, you know, like I think to most of us, especially as you kind of move along in the hunting stages, um, it becomes more about your friends and family and, and being out there and disconnecting, especially in a world where everything's on demand all the time. Right. You know, and I, I do realize that a hard side blind isn't for everybody. If you're hunting public land or if you're being mm-hmm. mobile, um, and, uh, and that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that, you know, you need to get a hard side right. blind. We're just saying that if you got private land mm-hmm. and and you're looking, this is a great option, right? Um, and and a great option that that I think can expand your season and 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 open up different doors. You know, it might mm-hmm. be that nephew that has never been hunting and he's over for the weekend, and you can bring him out there and expose him to the outdoors and expose him to something different in a way where it's not torture for him. Exactly. Well, and and actually, I I do have two clients that put these up on public land. You know, because it's relatively simple process. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what the rules are in, in Minnesota. For <clears> oh, we're, we got so many rules, it's not even funny. Yeah, but. well, we're getting more, so mm-hmm. we, we must be following your lead instead <laughs> of... Uh, but yeah, you know, as long as you follow the rules and, and you know, put your name on it or whatever your, yeah. your local things are, it's it's certainly not impossible to do this. And again... Well, and I think, too, like, it. you know, if you have permission on a piece of property... Or you have a lease piece of property. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a lot of other options probably aren't attractive because once it's there, it's kind of there. Yeah. Um, I can think of, you know, situations in the past and in, in places I just had permission on where I would, I would still go and do something like this. Cause it's something I could put in the back of my truck, mm-hmm. drive out there, set up. <clears throat> if I leave it for the season, that's a lot of the times what I'm doing with my hang on stands right, or my ladder stands. Um, and have that option. So, you know, I think it does open up some doors because of the portability of it. And I mean, we could go on for hours and hours and hours, but I never even thought of this till you just said it. I don't know how many guys ever told me, I said, are you going out bow hunting this weekend? No, I wait until them bugs are gone. I wait until the first frost. (laughs) Well, how many opportunities are you missing? Absolutely. Close the windows, close the door. No mosquitoes, no black flies. Until you open it, obviously things can happen, but you're probably opening it for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so it's it's a tool. It's a great investment. Uh, it's a great product. And but I think it's something innovative that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, we have seen innovation in the hard side. Right. Um, but I think this, this solves so many problems that, you know, I think it's one of the most innovative hunting products you know if we're talking archery as, as being in your shooting and hunting being separate yep um you know i think it's one of the most innovative hunting products that that we've seen in 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 that space in a while and it's safe that's another big thing um 
we all have a relative or a friend or somebody who maybe didn't wear a harness and something happened or they were climbing their their tree steps or whatever climbing sticks and something happened these are safe if you're maybe not the most athletic person in the world there's an option if you want to be comfortable your entire sit there's an option and uh, i think it's a, a great great company and <clears throat> i don't i don't i mean if you get the opportunity even if you're not in the market but your interest is peaked after this podcast and the video we have one at every shop if not multiple we have some towers you can see you can feel hands-on you can go inside you can sit down you can mess with the windows it's all readily available and like you said before getting these is a breeze and if we needed to customize we can and it's just a it's an all-in-one great great item with that being said joel i appreciate your time Thank you're you going to be around me. a bunch uh if we have any questions <clears throat> we ask our clients to come into the and we can answer it. If, if nothing else we can get a hold of you get in touch Absolutely. there's an awesome website with some great videos and we'll have the link connection uh, archerycountry.com you can check out all that and find the links also this video you're going to probably watch a bunch because it is youtube monkeys running around there setting up a plan. yeah and joel joel did drop the rough on me i think on, i think he's just getting annoyed by it yeah. like everybody does by the end of the day and know? we'll we'll drop a pin on onyx for you guys where this yeah is i'll leave it unlocked <laughs> propane will be full with the heater anybody go ahead and we might even throw a bow in there you don't even know you know it's all good <clears throat> but that being said man it's a pleasure uh look forward to the relationship going on and we look forward to our customers and the response on this if you have any questions get a hold of us you can message us and we will answer that so on behalf of archery country thank you jake thank you joel i appreciate it guys check them all out ladies do the same we'll see you on down the road thank you for listening to archery country podcast 